This is a Strips Trust podcast. All news and all views expressed in the podcast are those of the contributors, not necessarily those of Morecambe Football Club. Yeah, 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 yeah. God, I believe me. Well, thanks for listening, stroke watching this episode of Shrimpnet, number 10 of the season, as we approach the international break, uh, where we've not got a lot to talk about. We discuss all things shrimply, both on and off the field, this week with our two distinguished guests. A warm welcome to um, uh, somebody who appears to be a professional golfer at the moment, but another boardroom member. Uh, he's relentless in his pursuit uh, of golfing excellence and also in the uh, the um, what's the word I'm looking for in the uh, the promotion of uh, helping Parkinson's disease. It's uh, Charlie Appleyard from the board. Charlie, great good evening, to see you good again. evening, David. Good evening, Joe. Good evening, Mr. Guest number two. And we have another welcome guest in media manager uh, and. Uh, Probably the only person who didn't appreciate Derek Derek saying there's been a murder. It's Dale Pride McDonald. Uh, Thank you, guys. Here here to give us an update. Thank you, Dale. So where do we all normally start? Well, we talk about what's gone on uh, in the last couple of games. Um, I was was a bit cheeky, actually, because last week we didn't really talk talk much about the Barrow game because, uh, as uh, as, uh, Joel kindly put it, uh, Mickey Mellon said, if you, if you can't miss five chances in one of them games when it doesn't matter, then, you know, I want to score in the games that do matter. But it matters when we win. So we'll t- talk about Colchester and we'll talk about Barrow. But firstly, Colchester. Joel, uh, a great performance from my point of view. Um, just watching it, uh, we started really, really well. I thought Slurry was a bit unlucky, a bit, bit of a bobble, hit the post. We, we looked pretty confident. We looked good on the attack. We, we got a goal up. JJ, nice goal. Uh, lovely header. And then, then really, uh, the talking point of the game, James Connolly gets his marching orders. And that seemed to bolster us. And we came away with all three, Joel. Yeah, it was a really good performance. I mean, it was quite fun, actually. I, I, wasn't, what, I wasn't at the game, but there, there was a few people who were watching it, a few people who were. And I, was, I remember just for the, fir- for the first 20, 30 minutes, my phone was just blowing up with WhatsApp saying how impressive we'd been, and, and I remember watching yeah. it back. And we were really, really were, and it was, it was interesting to watch because we were. I think Derek was thrown with a bit of a dilemma in the fact that, but both Eli King and Jake Taylor were 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 injured, so he had to kind of reshuffle a formula that's been working really, really well in these past few weeks. And the option yeah. he's kind of gone with is, I'd say, probably quite a high energy and, and, and an intense one in kind of moving Donald Love into centre and field. We, it's something we've seen him do occasionally. Uh, and, he's, and he's done all right. He's always done quite well there. So moving him in there, and we know what an engine he's got on him, Love as well. So you've got that, and then you've got JJ coming back into midfield. Again, really good engine, lots of attacking drive there. So I think from that line, it really did kind of... I remember looking at it before the match and thinking, you know, it seems like we're probably going to play with quite a high intensity and that's what we did you know we kind of did our usual thing of sitting off a little bit letting the letting the keeper come out and then when they tried to play into midfield or into defense just absolutely hammering onto them and and pinching the ball back and making life very very difficult for them and then when, when we got the ball it seems like the team are really really grooving now and the yeah like you say Slew's had a good uh Slew's been unlucky I, I was gonna say a good chance it was not the not the easiest chance. He's done well to hit the post. No, it wasn't. Get a good exactly. effort away. Yeah. Uh, Melons had Melons, you know, had a shot to trickle past the post. I think Adam Mayer's had a little bit of a just after the goal. He's had a bit of a one that's been tipped away by the keeper when he just managed to get a toe on it when he was going towards towards goal. And yeah, it's just really good to see that people are gelling and the way we're attacking is full of pace and creativity and excitement. We've got a goal up. Obviously, the red cards happened. I think. I think it's been admitted that yeah, it probably was a fair enough red card, but it is what it yeah. is. It happens, and just the way that the team react has reacted has been fantastically well. Uh, has been fantastic. You know, we've we've kind of bunkered down, and yeah, Colchester have had a few more shots in goal, but 
it wasn't like there were lots and lots of really, really good chances. It, there was bodies in the way. There was We were making it hard for them. And then, yeah, as you sometimes need to, you've, we've come up a bit with a bit of inspiration on the break. We've got another goal from a set piece. And then JJ's finished off the hat-trick in really, really, really stylish driving fashion. So just a really fantastic performance. Uh, with the amount of red cards we've had this season, we've had plenty of practice playing with 10 men. I wonder if that shows. But, uh, yeah, just really good to see. And some players putting in some really, really good performances. And, again, you know, just it's nice to see different... We've got different ways of playing with this team. Obviously, the same overall concept and style is there, but we kind of ramped up the intensity with that kind of midfield duo of Love and McKinn, and it it worked really well. It was just a bit of a shame that we couldn't maintain it really past the 30-35 minute mark due to the red card but we still did a fantastic job seeing out the win and Colchester they weren't great uh we restricted them but then I think the the penalty miss at the end kind of sums up their day as well but yeah just lovely to be having two two away wins and the bounce again yeah very much so and and I, I agree with you on the uh the James Connolly sending off it well on uh, first look you're thinking oh I don't know why but the 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 wider angle that you can see on the uh, the EFL footage does tell you why he did get sent off. Because um, yeah, their guy made it uh, probably deserved a BAFTA for that because he was uh, he got up and was dancing around like uh, Tigger uh, despite rolling around. But he was very clever, very clever there, bloke. But you expect that. But uh, looking at it in plain terms, Charlie, uh, we've had four game, five games this season where we've had uh, a player sent off. Uh, Salford had obviously Matt, Matty Lund sent off, and we've had four sent off. Uh, so that's uh, eleven league games, and we've had <laughs> we've had one on the other side down to ten men in nearly half of them. It'd be great. Just think what we can do if we can keep eleven on the pitch, Charlie. Well, it reminds me of a certain season three years ago. Um, the, the, what's going on at the moment? I don't know about you guys, but um, I remember going to the Colchester game in COVID times, and it was just the only day people in the in the crowd with me, you. Glenn Quinney and uh, and James Wakefield. Yeah, and we got a really good two-one win. Uh, John and Sullivan scored absolutely amazing goal, and we hung on for the win. I didn't, we didn't have ten men, but in that in that season, I don't remember we had we, we had the worst or second worst disciplinary record. Yeah, sent off all the time. Kevin Merritt Bolton, yeah, remember, remember that one vividly, obviously. But there was loads of sendings off, really bad discipline, but um, we won lots of games. So he lives on the edge. But um, you know, I just I just felt there's loads of loads of commonality between the two two uh, two uh, situations we've got at the moment, and I just think we're it's just really, really exciting to watch. And I've been on the podcast for a while, but I want a special mention. I only played half the game on Saturday, but Jordan Slew has been a fantastic mm. uh, addition back in the squad. Um, he's, 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 he was he was just turning the corner when he was doing really really well in, in the promotion thing. Then he obviously broke his leg and obviously he was at Wembley on crutches. But um, I think he's been I don't know if he's listening or watching Jordan, but big up to you, mate. He's doing a fantastic job. And I just think there's so many there's lots and lots of commonalities and uh, deja vu situations going on at the moment, which makes maybe this is going to be another good season for us. And I'll come to you now, Dale. And like I said, it's a difficult time when you get people sent off, but um, the depth of the squad is such now that, that obviously we, we probably get the situation where Faz gets ushered back in uh, and James will have to fight for his place when he's served his ban now, which again, we're quite lucky to have that depth of squad, which Derek and Greg Strong have put together. Yeah, it, it's quite funny because it almost happens at, at good times from my point of view because uh, with the, the first edition of the magazine, there was obviously my feature with Derek around making the most out of what you got. And I think when you look at, um, Joel and I were speaking about it before the before we came on live here, that if you look at kind of our squad, I, I feel we've got a real strength and depth without having the 26, 27, 28 players that other clubs have. Um, yeah. It's interesting when you mention the going down to 10 players at Colchester, and I've kind of felt it for the other games that we've gone down to 10 men as well, probably how to get aside. But um, I remember be two years ago um, when I was at Ross County and we were on to finish in the top six, and we went down to 10 men at the start of the second half against Motherwell, and it was nil-nil at the time, and we went on to win the game 3-1. And Saturday against Colchester really, really reminded me of that because 
it was the bit, and Joe mentioned it there, that they, they had more shots and more possession. Up until 75 minutes in the game, we had 11 shots to their five. Yeah. They only really pushed on in that last 15 minutes. And, you know, I think when you look at it, it becomes then about the transition of play. And I felt that when, when Colchester were keeping the ball and it's that turnover bit, I felt that, that we were str so strong in the turnover of play and keeping almost two players up the park the whole time, it then yeah. gives you an out ball. If you're if you're isolating the one striker up top and you're, you're with ten men, yeah. that's it's coming back. You're going to kill yourself. Yeah, but, yeah, it's um, going to come back straight away, isn't it? So yeah, and and listen, I know what we're saying about um, the red cards that have been had this season and everything. I think there's twofold to it. I think one, there's been some real tough scenarios in there in terms of things out with our control. Um, is probably the most political way to say it. But I think the second phase on to is probably the, the commitment of the player who's who's committing the foul, you know, in terms of that just that desire to get the ball back or to defend the situation to ensure that something's no lost at the other end of it. Um, you know, so I, I think it's twofold. But when when you were saying there about James Connolly and Faz, I think I think there's there's probably a commonality and theme across the back line where Right now, you could drop anyone in the, one of those positions and they're not going to look out of place. You know, they're going to come in and they're going to do as good a job if if not, you know, a wee bit better. Who knows? But I, I don't think there's... Uh, you're not looking at your bench and going, if we take him on, this is going to be maybe watching through the hands times, which, you know, at some clubs you will see that. But I, I certainly think from what I've seen um, since I've come into the football club, um, not since, I've come, since the start of this season, that um, I don't think if you were to drop James Conley out and put Faz in, I don't think it's a, a downgrade. No. You know, I think if you were to take Jacob Bedeau out and put Faz in, it's not a downgrade. If you no. out Joel Senior and put in David Tatonda or vice versa or Donald Love, I, I don't think there's there's a drop in any of them. So, you know, that's a it's testament to them, but I think it goes back to testament to Derek for getting the best of what was available with what he had. And uh, I'll stay with you now, Dale, because obviously we've got the international break and uh, it, it's uh, fantastic that we've got so many players involved. One of those, obviously, starting uh, for um, Northern Ireland 21s is JJ McKinnon, who's been a fantastic signing for us. Four goals this season, all about three of them in uh, against 11 men of Colchester. But uh, I want to chat a little bit about, it, about him because, he, uh, first of all, perfect hat-trick, left foot, right foot and header. Do you know what? Again, in my time in, in professional football over the last four, five, six years, um, I think Watford's academy goes right under the radar, if I'm yeah. being honest. I think if you look at where a lot of the players from Watford's academy that move on out of it go, they tend to do well. Um, again, we had Joseph Hungbo at uh, Ross County, who had a phenomenal season with us. Um, and is now in Germany with Nuremberg in the, the Bundesliga. Um, and I think the thing with JJ and, and a lot of the young players now is confidence. And, you know, long gone are the days where you can go in and really rattle someone's cage and get a reaction. I think the, the Alex Ferguson hairdryer treatment days are gone for most, not for all, but for most. I think what young players need to feel now is is supported and they need to feel like there's an arm around them at times. Um but I think I think when you look at the continuity that's been there in that front area of the park, the, the continuity yeah. has been there from day one. And again, when people are getting used to playing with each other, when people are getting used to living with each other, because you're yeah. in that environment where you're in the building at nine o'clock every day for six, seven hours, you know, and, and, and just beginning to build those relationships. We're also in the situation where Tom Bloxham and, and JJ live together. They share a flat. Yeah. Um, and and again, that that reaps a benefit for you. Um, yeah. But it, when you when you look at the internationals, yeah, you've got JJ, but I I think it's phenomenal for the club to have four four slash five. Um, yeah. Again, when you look at, it, we're the only club in League Two doing that. There's clubs in League yeah. One that aren't doing that. There's clubs in the Championship that aren't doing that. So you know we need to take real credit for it. It's funny I was I was speaking to the Grenada camp today because. Uh, a player that I used to work with at another club is is in the Grenada squad, and he gave me a FaceTime just at dinner time. And I say, "How's Jacob getting on? Oh, he's brilliant, brilliant, good, good boy, and everything." And 
it is that bit where you know that you've not only got players that are going out on international duty for the sake of it, they're going out there to affect it and to be part of their nation. Yeah. And, and JJ is certainly one of them. He starts the game today. They won 1-0. Funnily enough, they were down to 10 men for a large portion of the game too. <laughs> um, but he'll be used to that. I'm surprised he never got a hat-trick on the back of that. Um, <laughs> but no, it, it's it's been a phenomenal... It's great reflection on on the players. It's great reflection on Morgan Football Club. But again, um, not not wishing to sound like the 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 brown noser, but I think more credit has to go to Derek and Greg Strong on that on on their recruitment because um, to to be able to go out and and pick these players and and then not just pick them but be able to get them through the door is the diffi most difficult challenge, um, because you know we're not the only club that's going to be fighting to bring these players in, um, so it, it's a testament to to everyone involved in that process. So moving on, after the uh, the highs of Colchester, we were uh, we entertained Barrow on Tuesday night in the uh, the uh, I forget what it's called Cup because it's Tim Pot, but anyway, uh, the one that we lost to Liverpool under twelves in the other week, where we were I thought we were quite unfortunate that night, uh, came away with a three one win, uh, but it was very much um, what you would class as an experimental side, Joel, but. Uh, quite a few people did themselves some favours that night, including a very impressive Cameron Rooney, who, who's come through from uh, the academy, but also Charlie Brown with a neat finish and Cammy Smith showing that he knows where the goal is as well, Joel. Yeah, definitely. Just quickly one point to touch on talking of Watford's academy. Uh, guess who also had spent a brief bit of time in Watford's academy? A uh, bit of a while ago now, but to my Garaga. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, he spent a bit of time in Watford's Academy yeah, when he first came to England. Yeah. So, uh, but on to the Barrow game. So, I've, yeah, I've just been catching up on that now this evening, actually. And like you say, it's interesting because you're right, it was a very experimental side, but the overall setup kind of matched what we've been doing all season. Yeah. And it was nice yeah. to see a lot of the players really carry out the instruct, the kind of the game plan that we've kind of been well not necessarily game plan but the, the style that we've been developing yeah I know Barrow aren't ones to play out the back and particularly quickly or, and they aren't ones to really shift the ball at a great pace through the thirds but the it was interesting to watch that I because when the, when I watch the games back I'm always skipping through like the goal kicks and the throw-ins and stuff uh, or when they pass the ball back to the goalkeeper and he faffs around with it, it takes a few Touches out a goal and kicks it up the pitch, and the amount of time they take, they were take the, the the amount of times I'm having to press the skip button to fast forward through the uh, their goalkeeper faffing around with with the goal with with his goal kicks and with it when he's got the ball, like it, it, it was quite stark watching it back, and I think that that comes from that this kind of style with the we're developing where we are letting the keeper have the ball, letting them take a few yards, or letting the deepest defender take a few yards, and just yeah. shutting off all the options around them. So they are forced to go long and plonk it straight onto uh, Faz's head, basically. And it was, which it, happened exactly, which yeah. Happened which happened, lot. yeah. So it's really good to see that throughout the squad there is an understanding of what we're trying to do as a team. And I think, kind of alluding to what Dale said before, it means that when somebody's injured or suspended or whatever, the person who comes in, yeah, they're going to be a different player. But ultimately, they're going to know the kind of core duties of their role and what they need to be carrying out as a team. And, that, and that's really, really important. I think it's something we developed in, in the promotion season and it's something we're, we're starting to develop this season, which is a, a real positive in the side. And yeah, I just thought people across the pitch acquitted themselves pretty well, to be honest. And yeah, I think the main person to talk about is, is, is Cameron Rooney. He's not a player I've really had much of a chance to watch, barring a brief little spell it's warranted yeah. in a friendly that have become very kind of disjointed by that point anyway. Uh, but I just thought he, he was really, really skillful. Uh, to to, to an extent that I just really didn't expect because I just didn't know what to expect. And yeah, it, he was incredibly skillful, very, very imaginative. And I thought he grew into the game as it, as it goes on. I think obviously it was your first start in professional football. You're going to be, for the first periods of the game, you're going to be just working out how to get on the ball and how to kind of kind of impact yourself against you know grown men playing the, who've been playing the game for a few years but he did that as the half went on 
and showed some real bits of skill, real bit of bravery to do certain bits of skill in certain moments. And yeah, it was really good to see and capped off by by a goal. So obviously he's out on loan now, and that's that's probably only for the best because it yeah, Nantwich Nant- Town. Yeah, it just gives Nantwich him more town. more so chance to get men uh, time playing men's football and just develop exactly. as a player a bit more and kind of understand the demands that kind of men's football sometimes has. So yeah, really good to see and. I thought generally across the squad, people acquitted themselves pretty well, carried out the game plan. And yeah, it's good to see that that depth and understanding in the squad is there. Should we should we need to call upon it? And uh, I'll come to you now, Charlie. It was uh, not the greatest of, uh, of evenings, another wind-affected one. But I thought mm. we played the conditions quite well. Um, interesting. The one thing I want to chat about from a boardroom point of view uh Good crowd, 1,200, nearly 1,300, 300-odd from Barrow. And if you look back not that long ago, when Barry Roach scored that goal against uh, Portsmouth in a league match on a Tuesday night, we got 900 and something. And here we are in a tin pot cup playing Barrow and we're getting nearly 1,300. So it just shows you what progress we've made in those few years, doesn't it? Yeah, it seems like um, people think we've gone backwards. We've gone back into League Two, but I think we're still. If you play stakes and ladders, we've gone down. We've gone, gone down a lot of big ladders and gone down a few small stakes. We're still quite. I like that ladder. Jim might use it again. But you know, we are in a situation <laughs> where you know we've got, we, people think we're on square number twenty-four and we're on, we're on square sixty-four. You know, we've come so far. Um, I thought the game was really, really entertaining and free-flowing. I think the Barrow, fair play to Barrow for bringing so many fans. You know, yeah, exactly. Fair play to them. To be fair. We've obviously got to play them again on in Halloween in it, um, away. Um, we've got a good record against them. We've, we've lost the last three three wins in a row against them, and just think that uh, rivalries there. But I think people want to come and watch us. I think people probably want to come and watch us on on Tuesday, not for the um, rivalry, probably more for the football. I, I would say. I think the Barrow rivalry is not not it's not like a ultras thing, is it? Really? No, not, no, no, no. It's like a friendly rivalry rather than a rather than a you know mission to pitch to go and you know a, a, a big sort of derby I think but um, I really really enjoyed it I think you know, we have come a really really long way I think Dale's got some really good news news items to give out later from from Ben which we'll go over in a bit but um, I think it's just been really really um, I, I just feel that we're in the league team we're in now too much strength and density in the squad I'm just trying to think while you're talking about the different players we had three years ago. We've got we we don't like don't like to have two people per position, right? We all know that. Yeah. Um, and then and then obviously and those listening, then he, then he, then we 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 like three ideally, but he's got to get get two. But um, we rather have two really good ones and three average ones. But um, you know we're in a situation where he's done so well with Greg. We've had Greg on a few times on the pod. He's done so well with those two those two working together and the coaching and the development of them that it's such a strong position, you know. With the internationals. I mean, that's we had three years ago. Any? Yeah, fair point. Yeah, yeah international crowds, infrastructure, um, podcasts, um, <laughs> yeah, all the things we've done to improve the club are still there. And what's the what's the average crowd on a Saturday, though? Hunger, hunger, yeah. four. Well, I, I think, Charlie, I think the, the one you have to look back at is the opening game of the season against Walsall, which broke the, the home league attendance record for, for League uh, 2 on that day. I think the Bradford one a few weeks later surpassed it again. But I think to set the tone from that opening day, especially when, like you say, you had the relegation, but it was now going straight back down to the bottom of the board, as you're saying. It, yeah. it, it's still keeping up there. Yeah, exactly. And... Uh... You, you, how many was it, Dale? Like 5,000? 5, it was 4,000, four, I think, was Walsall. 4,000. Yeah. yeah. So people think we're going to go down in the league, but people are going to, go and stop watching. But, you know, I've spoken to a lot of people, and I've got a few Walford fan friends who tell me about Hungbo and stuff. But, um, you know, people say, you know, Wimbledon, Wimbledon uh, uh, seem to hold the friends down here, like, do you want to be in League One, where you're losing nearly every game, being spunked by Sheffield Wednesday, 4-5-0 in the derbies every week? You know, and then, then the scrap between six or seven teams at the bottom, or do you want to be fighting for promotion and winning every game two, three nil and playing amazing football? You know, for, for people who want to watch entertainment, you know, do people? I, 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 we want to be as high as possible, achieve as much as possible. But lots of people want to want to have a life is pretty difficult at the moment for everyone, everyone, yeah. everyone in the world. Look what's going on in the world. People yeah. want to want to be uplifted. 
if you want to be spanked five nil and feel depressed in League One, in League One, or do you want to win three you know, one away, beat beat Forest Green with um, a Troy Deeney in the team? It's a real feel good factor, you know. Like that, because the point about Tuesday was people who've gone away on Tuesday night absolutely buzzing, yeah, absolutely buzzing. There's those players who are going to chance to be buzzing, so it's all positive. Yeah, I agree. Sorry, can I just jump um, on the back of what Charlie's saying there quickly, Freeze? Um, and it, 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 it's about, I think, and, and this goes back to Charlie. I mean, you were involved the first time I spoke to Morkham two years ago. And I think the perception of Morkham Football Club has changed. And I think yeah. a huge part of that has been the match day experience. And I think we saw that with the the fan experience that we got done with the, the EFL last year. That, um, you know, we, clubs. The clubs continue to progress and progress and progress on that front, and it, it's an inviting, nice place to come. And I think people are 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 realizing that not only are you going to come and get a good welcome, it's good facilities, it's good refreshments, it's good. You know, if you were an away fan coming to the stadium, it it's now probably one of your top away days. A because you know you're you're going to be lucky if you're within an hour, but um, it, it's the bit of. You're coming to somewhere you don't feel like it's it's a hassle to get to, it's easy to get to, and everything's there for you as well. Yeah, it, it's a fair point in the fact that we've, we've come so far uh, in a very short period of time, and it, it must have been a steep learning curve both on and obviously on the field in League One. And we, we seem to have taken a lot on board, both on and off the field. Uh, and the one thing that stayed with everybody is the fact that people people have got in the habit of coming and keeping the season tickets at a very, very reasonable level, price-wise, has encouraged people that, despite the relegation, they've stuck with us. And I think that's the positive aspect of it. I think the board have, have done the right thing in saying, right, well, well, let's see how many people we can keep. And obviously, from our point of view, I think the last time we were in League Two, oh yeah, it was COVID-affected. But the season before, I think we sold just over 600 season tickets. And I've how many we sold this season, Dale? We're at, we're at two two thousand four hundred, which there is four times the amount. Yeah. But, um, again, again, it's jumping on the um, Scotland have just scored. By the way, there we go against Spain. Um, but anyway, <laughs> uh, flipping back to this, um, the the thing with the the season tickets is when you when you're planning and putting these things together, it's not easy because it's like Charlie's touched on it there. The world's a tough place right now. We all know that yep. with cost of living and inflation and everything that comes with it. And clubs aren't immune to that. So clubs no. face the same challenges in terms of heating and, and lighting a building in terms of everything that comes with that. And I think that's probably where um, the board deserve a bit of credit in terms of keeping them low. Now, um, probably the football department would argue with me that this should be higher, um, you know, to, to give them more budget. Um, and they're probably right to an extent because for for what you're seeing on the pitch, the value is probably a lot higher than than the hundred ninety nine yeah. pound that people are paying to watch it, you know, twenty three times a season. So, um, you know, there's real real value in that. They are cheap, um, but but again, we've we've managed to the club. Not sorry, we because you know I've had a, a very small part in it, obviously this summer, but the summers before as well that. That that's managed to grow from six hundred to two thousand four hundred is massive kudos to the to the board, and um, Ben Martin and commercial, uh, and the football department more so for producing something on the park that's engaged the fans to to want to come and watch. And uh, it, with this being a, a very very quiet weekend, we we are obviously discussing the games that have happened, but of the the international break. I don't think there's any other fixtures in League Two that are off. So that shows you again how far we've come. And I'll touch on it again. And I know we've touched on it already. But two of those players, JJ and Adam Mayer, are actually ours. And yes, you know, you could say Eli's gone back. I know it's Three of those players, Jacob Bedell. Yeah, three Jacob Bedell's ours as well. Yeah, sorry, of course. Yes. So three out of the five are actually ours. Uh, which is, you know, it shows that we've got we've got something good going on, Joel. But uh, from that point of view, it is incredibly frustrating because yet again we find ourselves we we've got the the. Uh, <laughs> I'm now looking to the crew game next next month, thinking, crikey, that's going to be off as well because these lads are doing so well that we're going to have plenty of games to catch up on. So it's both a blessing and a curse, Joel. Yeah, uh, I think that you don't 
the fix the fix of the congestion that it might cause and 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 all that and the Tuesday nights it's not ideal but but also you you want to be having these players on board and uh, having players who are achieving and, and being successful and while it can be a little bit frustrating with you know the interruptions to the the kind of Saturday routine overall can't really complain too much but. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> not when you're watching them every week. No, you're right. No, exactly. When we're watching them every week, and they're doing so so well, you know, I think we touched on it already. Like, I think we are starting to build up a bit of a reputation. In fairness, under Stephen Robinson, he brought a few internationals on, you know, youth internationals on board, and that that worked out with with a couple of them still getting caps when they play for us. Uh, and then, kind of think Derek last season, just with bringing loan players from clubs up, up, you know. Up the divisions and, and doing a really good job with them. Obviously, Jensen Weir's come and done a really fantastic job, and that's only going to build the reputation of, of Derek and the club in terms of advertising ourselves to to clubs up the yeah. pyramid and uh, getting good loan players from them. Obviously, done a good job with Liam Shaw. Did a very good job with uh, Kieran Phillips until his unfortunate injury. So yeah, we, we we've shown ourselves to be, I think, a club that is really good at nurturing young players and. We've seen we've kind of carried that on into this season, and it's just quite interesting. We, we, we've been having a brief discussion about comparing this side to the promotion side. Not that we're getting carried away or anything, but uh, calm down, calm down. But, like, but I think the, the most interesting difference is the fact that like there were some really, really talented young players who were really, really special, obviously, in Carlos Mendes Gomez and Alan Phillips in that side, but they were there was this big kind of Experience based that they and, and the majority of the squad was really quite experienced. You have people like you know, not like Percival, Harry Davis, Sam Lavelle's pretty experienced still by that point. Meller, yeah, Tombs Sully. and Songo, John Sullivan, very experienced, Stockton's Cole. experience, exactly. Yeah, yeah. so exactly. there was a lot of experience in that squad and got a lot of grit. Whereas this, it's the real difference is it's, it's a lot of youth and energy and it's. Yeah, it's, it's 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 nice to see us really building that reputation as a club because I think for a club that the size we are, we have to be one. I think ultimately we do have to admit that we're probably going to be more of a, a club that can aim to develop players and 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 yeah. move them on in that kind of a way. And to be able to do that and show show such a good track track record of that, it's inviting to clubs loaning out players, but it's also inviting to the players themselves whether they're signing on a permanent like JJ or they're coming on loan. Just to yeah. say, yeah, we, we we give you a chance. We let you play and we help you develop and hopefully you'll get moves up the food chain, you know. Jensen's at Blackpool this term. Obviously, uh, yep. Liam Shaw's at Wigan. You know, these are players who are cracking on. It's just really good to see. So good luck to uh, everybody who's playing this weekend. Um, from our point of view, we'd like our lads to come back not injured. Um it, it's always a, a dangerous thing is they go off and, uh, and somebody either pulls a hamstring or uh, gets some kind of injury. And really, most clubs in the Premiership find find that quite frustrating, but they have massive squads. And as we pointed to the other week, I think I think Accrington have got 34 in their first team squad, which is, uh, for, for somebody who purports to be uh, pleading poverty, Cole is doing quite well there, isn't it? But... Um, so it, it, it could prove to be our undoing, given, like you say, I hope it isn't, but it could be uh, come the new year, because obviously we'll be playing, probably, I, I now feel, we'll probably, be, if we have a, hopefully have a cup run as well, we could be Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday for uh, a lot of March and April and, and May, but it depends when, I mean, obviously the Barrow game's been redone for uh, Halloween, which uh, could be a nightmare at Holker Street, but I'm hoping not. But, um, yeah, it's an interesting time. So, Dale, we'll come to you now. You've got uh, you've got some updates for us about what's going on uh, behind the scenes and uh, in media wise. Yeah, li- listen, it's um, great to be back on because uh, obviously the last time I was on, I think, was towards the back end of last season. Um, so, obviously, in the the past few weeks, we've launched a new magazine, which has been a, a really good response to. Um, next edition will be out towards the end of this month, start of. Uh, start of November. So, you know, what, what we're trying to do with that is we, we don't want it to be a match day programme for, you know, we've outlined that prior. Um, what we want to do is provide a wee bit more in-depth uh, look at the, the different facets of the football club. 
Um, it's been really warmly received and, and we want to continue that. The only way we can obviously build that is if people buy into it. Um, so, you know, we, we are selling online. We're selling them obviously on match days as well. So that the more we get, the more um, we can deliver on that. Um, there's a couple of bits around match day that I really wanted to highlight because probably where I was, I've had this conversation with so many people over the last month that um, we we forget sometimes the resource, the lack of resource that that clubs up and down the country have, uh, not just Morecambe but various other clubs in terms of you know we're not Premier League clubs with uh, with videographers, three videographers and four photographers and journalists and social media. You know we we don't have specialists. You know we are we are a team of all rounders and we we're a team of two full time staff and volunteers. Um, and we've managed to really bring the team closer together. Swids, Quinny, myself, Matt, Jack, photographer. Um, we're, we're looking to add another couple of volunteers to that, which is well underway and in, in place. Um, and we've tried to change a wee bit of the footage on match day and the, the coverage on match day now to to incorporate more of the fans. You know, my, my opening statement when I came in was that I wanted to bring supporters closer to the football club. Now, some people want to pin me to the mast and say you're you're a failure and you're not doing that. Um, but it's not through the lack of trying. Um, but you know, a lot of the stuff that um that Matt and, and Jack are doing on match day now, you'll see the wee videos that we're doing outside the stadium at home matches. We're using the hashtag Mizuma Match Days now to try and get supporters to post their pictures at the stadium on match day. And it is we want to further build that connection because the, the great thing for us as a football club would be to get from, you know, 2,400, can we get next year to 2,600? Now, people will go, that's only 200. You're not being very ambitious. But we've got to remember, we, we've we've had this Windrush-type situation of, of getting to 2,400. So, um, you know, we are not, um, as I've said, the door is always open, you know, so if anyone does have any ideas or anything, you know, please get in touch. But I'm, I'm, I've been really happy with how we've managed to engage and, and deliver a wee bit more on the, the supporter side of it this this season in terms of the social media output on match days. And then I, I wanted to touch on the, the Northwest Football Awards as well, where um we've been shortlisted in the, the best engagement marketing campaign for the season ticket ad and uh, thank the, the, the supporters that took part in it because it was the day of the Oxford game, the 1-1 game just towards the end of the season, um, yeah. I'd had the the concept in my head of what I what I wanted it to look like. The filming crew, thank goodness, managed to turn that into reality. Um, and the supporters that took part were absolutely brilliant on the day. Um, and you know, I think what I hope it's achieved is again just that message that you know it is our town, it is our club, and it is our team. Um, for for the supporters of Morgan Football Club. So, you know, from that from that end, it's been a really pleasing start, but. Um, there, there's so many opportunities that we can explore, and the one thing that that you know we we've tried to do is just bring supporters closer to the football club within that. Hello, mate. Continue and keep trying. That's the aim. Well, because it, 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 it basically the young people, uh, the uh, the sort of like under 15s are the uh, are the fans who are going to be coming back year on year on year on year on year, and they're the important ones. I mean, I, I remember, you know, from my point of view, being taken by my brother when I was like five and six and not watching the football, just playing football or just running around like an idiot. But it it, 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 it gets ingrained in you. And uh, if you can keep them up to and get them into season tickets when they're at school and what have you, then you, you've probably got them for life. And that's what you need to work on, don't you? I noticed uh, the, the Football League show last week did a really nice feature on Accrington doing the shirt thing which I thought was a fantastic initiative by them. And I know they've done it for a few years. Uh, and I, I, and I, I said this last, last week on the pod, I do, I do have a lot of sympathy with Accrington because we're quite fortunate in the fact that our nearest league club north is 70 mile away, it's Carlisle, or Barrow 45 mile around the bay, or south, it's Preston and it's 21 mile away. And you look at Accrington and the five mile from Burnley is six mile from Blackburn. So they've got... A, cha- a decent championship side who won the Premier League and the Premier League side, they're, they are really, really fighting an uphill battle all the time. But initiatives like that, getting the kids involved, um, 
I mean, is that something that you've looked at doing some sort of thing with the kit sponsor, or is that just too expensive, or what? So the the nature of the beast is that the the intention has been, and we we we've touched on it at the start of the season, is trying to to capture more of what the kids are doing when they come on match day. You know, so you've you've seen the the videos and the pictures of kids outside the stadium when the players been out when they're doing the the inflatable football. What what we want to engage, what the, I think what the club wants to engage with there is that supporter of tomorrow. And I don't think that Morecambe's the only football club in that. I think it's the the same recurring theme for um for every club. Now the biggest challenge that we you know we're not competing with with Sky or or Xbox or anything like that. We're competing with sleep, right? And you, you, I can I can imagine people thinking sleep. And the reason I say that is because these kids clearly have the time because they do play Xbox and they do play, you mm. know, different things and do different. So they do have the time. It's just how big a hoop can we deliver to, yeah. to bring them into the football club? And you know, th this is a club that you know it's. We get the two fan experience things every year, uh, visits every year. And the layers that you can add to, and it's funny, Ben and I had this conversation probably at the start of this season. We we will get judged on the same level as championship clubs, mm. okay? That that have a lot more um, facilities, resources, etc. But what we've shown is we can compete with them, mm. and it, it's then about sustaining that. And some people, you know, we live in this instant culture where people want things like that straight away. If we if, if clubs can sustain what they do when they get to a, a decent level, it doesn't have to be a great level, but a good level and just sustain that, the great bit comes from it. And, you know, I'm sure Joel has seen a lot of change from when he was a young kid to what he is now, you know, and it, that that's a relatively short time frame, you know. So it's it's the challenge for every club, but it's it, it's understanding your limitations and what's realistic as well. There's definitely a career in politics for you, isn't there? No. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, uh, Scottish National Party, but that's me just guessing. But no, 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 no. no. Fair enough. Um, right, Charlie, um, it's been it's been lovely to have you back. You've not. Uh, I, I said this last week, uh, James and yourself have not been involved since March for uh, various reasons. But you're back with us now. Um, give us an update on what's been going on behind the scenes, if you can. Well, it's been a tough time for everyone, right? You know, we, everyone knows that um, the owners want to try and find a new buyer, and we're trying to do yep. that. And it's been tried, tried to um, lengthy process, shall we say? Still ongoing, still difficult, still no real update. So don't be thinking there is. But uh, you know, James and I took a bit of a back seat to for obvious reasons to. Not really, not being the firing line. We love coming on here, but uh, you know, we've got a bit boring saying no comment every week, and we've been working really hard in the background to try and try and come to some sort of resolution, um, which will happen in the in the in the in the in the, in the immediate, short to medium term, I'm sure. Um, the owners the owners have been backing everything financially and some their obligations, which has been fine. Um, we're just trying to find a resolution to it, and uh, that's why I'm just saying, you know, God bless Derek Adams, you know. And, and and the staff. Like I can't, we can't, I was saying Derek the other day. He's a he's a he's a he's a, he's a saint and a miracle worker, really. But he says he's been through a hard time. He's been through a very hard time. So is Graham. So is Rod. So is Ben. Yeah. You know, we, 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 it's almost like we're like a being like a bit of a um, force field around this problems going on, trying to insulate people from it. That's yeah. like a bit of a back seat. So it's not been easy. We're working through it. The owners are working with us. You know, we're working with them, you know, to try and find a resolution. You know, so, you know, it's not like it's like there's no animosity in the whole thing. We're trying to find a resolution to it. And it comes yeah. to a certain point where you have to take a step back. Um, well, but we, we, we took a step forward and we've been, we've been watching, obviously watching all on the sidelines and, and, and we're working in the background and uh, it's been... Uh, Tough time, but it's, it's, that's why it's just wonderful to watch these games in the last two weeks. That's two games in the last week where we're doing fantastically well and football's great. So, um, you know, you hope you get people to understand why James and I have taken a step back in the last few months. 
Yeah, and, and James James made a, a really really salient point last week in the fact that yet again we were on the uh, the, the football league show over the weekend, and yet again we featured as as usual as one of the last three games. Uh, and and James quite rightly said that that suits us fine because we are we are really 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 sailing way under the radar at the moment. Nobody's mm. noticing us, and I thought that was a fair point, James. Man, I, I, I get get the fact that you'll probably agree with that, Charlie. Because the the longer we can remain under the radar and keep surprising people, is better for us, isn't it? People think they're going to win every, every, every home and away against us, right? Look at the fixture list, and it goes that's three points. We love that. Yeah. That's what we want. Yeah, I remember that game of Forest Green in, in, in COVID. We, we, you, you were there, weren't you? Derek, it was giving Derek and Aaron Wilding, everyone went absolutely crazy when we, when we got we only, we, we two two draw. Two two all. Yeah. 94th minute header. Derek was like, look, this is what you get everyone crazy because people just expect they're going to beat us. That's, yeah. that's what that galvanised us. And, you know, the, the international, all the good things going on will galvanise us even further. All the things we spoke about to do with the Fan base, the, the, the surveys, people, hard work. Um, it's been bloody difficult, you know. Uh, and I, I'm obviously a lot more removed from the whole thing because I'm not doing it in the area. And James and I are much more sort of sounding boards and advisory directors, really. Graham, Rod, and and Ben have, have been through the mill. Yeah, you know, they just they deserve they deserve um, medals for it, you know. And uh, we'll get through it. You know, we're a strong, strong team. You know, when we've been, we've been very um, politically, um, uh, very politically uh, correct, I think, in the way we've handled the situation so far. Um, sure, there'll be uh, Rod, Rod Taylor's forthcoming autobiography, or biography, in the, in the, in, in, in the 2020, 2029 edition, will reveal a lot more than has come out now, but. Uh, at this stage, we're just trying our best. That's what we can do. And that's, at the moment, it, you're always judged by what's going on on the pitch. That's the key, isn't it? And at the moment, we couldn't be happier, so keep it yeah. going. And, you know, Derek and Greg and the, the, the coaching staff and everyone, you know, and uh, you know, Barry's going through a lot at the moment and all these things that are, 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 are going on in the world. Um Morecambe is giving everyone a really, really good feeling. So we'll finish off, Joel. There's, there's a, anything from the trust at all? Just we uh, had our regular meeting with the uh, board last night. I think a lot of it was mainly to do. It's, it's that time of year when lots of kind of seasonal things are happening and various kind of uh, parties and gatherings and events are being put on. So it's just mainly kind of a lot of discussion around that and how we might advertise and how we might work with the club in terms of hosting and putting together these events. So, yeah, just nothing to announce fully yet. Uh, but obviously ourselves and the club will probably be updating people a lot more over the next few weeks on any kind of announcement announcements regarding that kind of thing, really. So watch this space. Pretty much, yes. <laughs> um. Just before we finish, the the problem. Well, there won't be uh, a podcast next week. Uh, we'll have nothing to talk about because we won't have had a game, and we thought it was not really prescient to talk about the Sutton game in this one because obviously it's that far away, and you never know who's going to come back injured or what's going to happen between now and next week before the Sutton game. So we will be back in about two weeks' time um, to talk about uh, how we uh, amazingly won at Sutton, hopefully with the full squad. And uh, finish with eleven men. <laughs> That'd yeah. be nice. It'd be lovely. Big, I mean, they are they are big units that team. That's a proper league. Yeah, team they are. Class, right? mm. So they're they probably going to. more chance being sent off because our lads are, are much more than them. So yeah, that that Harry Smith lad, he's massive, isn't he? And uh, yeah, he I, I I remember. Yeah, I, it, it's it's weird. Obviously, we've, we've spoken about like. Uh, players coming back in in many ways. It's quite a good week for fans to come back in. Uh, yeah, because, <laughs> yeah. because I think we're going to need his help to do with people. Final, like final point about the cancelled fixtures, though. We've got Barrow going to Barrow on a Tuesday away isn't too far, and Crawley are going to have to come to us on a Tuesday game on a Tuesday. So it's not great for revenue losing a home game on a Saturday, but you know, it will, it, will, it, might, it might work in our favour. Yes, that's a good point. 
Charlie. Um, I'm just like to say, uh, not looking too far ahead, but I'm thinking, well, we've got the crew game next next month, which again is an international break. So I'm like, Ooh, you know, that's a home game, another one that goes. But again, that again, that is not too far to come for crew if we if we go on a Tuesday night. So fair points, but. Uh, you're, you're quite right. I wasn't going to talk about the Sutton game, but you're quite right. They have got some big units, some really big units. Uh, so it's going to be an interesting game because the simple fact is it's not a challenge we've faced yet, Joel, is it? That that kind of, uh, um, shall we say, um, and I'll, I'll, I, I don't like saying it, but it is get it forward quick and, and try and pick up the pieces. And we've not really encountered that this season so far, Joel. Yeah, pretty, that's not, I don't think that's an unfair way to describe it at all. I think, at the end, they what uh, we we've been what we've seen a good few more concise over the years. I think you know promotion side there's elements of that. You know, we, yep. we, we, we've always been quite direct for a while now. So I don't think there's any there's any shame in it. But yeah, sort of the potential. No, no. Uh, very much like a, a get it forward quick side. I mean, but despite this, you kind of expect sides like that to be kind of tight defensively, maybe a little bit uh, shy offensively. They've not created loads of chances just looking at the numbers, but they've got the worst defence in the league going off some of the underlying numbers. So three away wins in a row, come on. Yeah, so hopefully <laughs> three home wins, three away wins in a row. But at the same time, they've pulled us a couple of incredible home victories, despite the fact that they've yeah. only won twice all season. Those two victories were amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Peter yeah. County not, not, 5 1, and then obviously last game against Walsall. So bizarre. So, yeah, you'd like to think it's a home game, an away game we can target at the same time. Let's not underestimate them. We need to be able to deal with that physical battle because if there's going to be a, an element of the game that they're going to look to jump on and, and get a bit of an edge over us in, it is that physical side. Well, uh, I'm confidently predicting that the that one side will end up with 10 men, but I hope it's not us. <laughs> So, right, this has been uh, Shrimp Net number 10. Thank you to Charlie for coming on. It's been lovely to see you again. Dale, a pleasure as always. Keep up the good work. Uh, and Joel, obviously. Um, we will be back in two weeks' time. Uh, hope you've enjoyed this one. Enjoy the international break. If you're watching England, uh, enjoy that. If you're watching England rugby, good luck with that. <laughs> uh, see you later. Mm-hmm.